As the world heads into uncharted territory, business leaders are seeking perspective. The What Now, What Next podcast series features KPMG advisors addressing the issues that are of most concern now and in the near future. Today, I'd like to introduce Ford Phillips, Mike Rudolph, and Keith Updike, who will spend some time talking with us about how to navigate near-term challenges for long-term success. Ford, Mike, and Keith, welcome. As we begin, would you introduce yourselves to our listeners? Sure. This is Ford Phillips. I'm a managing director in KPMG's corporate finance group. I lead our special situations practice area, which basically means I work with companies to help them develop and implement strategies to deal with complex situations, often involving debt restructuring or pursuing an M&A strategy in a distressed environment or possibly pursuing some type of a specialized financing approach. This is Mike Rudolph. I'm the managing director uh, based in Chicago, also in the corporate finance practice. I lead our capital advisory group within CF. And basically what that means is if a company isn't looking to have a full control transaction and they're just really looking for their different capital options, anything from senior debt up to minority equity, that's where myself and my team participate. And last but not least, Keith Updike, Managing Director out of Detroit. I'm part of the Operations Center of Excellence. Basically, we're the manufacturing folks that help manufacturers drive improvement in their factory floors. Well, thank you all for being here today. I appreciate you making the time. So if you're facing difficult financial circumstances, it's helpful to know your options for finding alternative sources of financing or selling underutilized assets or even merging with competitors. But you've also got to look at bringing your cost structure in line with current demand and then considering how you can ramp up production for when the market does begin to pick up again. So as we kick off our conversation, I'd like for you to begin by sharing with our listeners what you're seeing in the market. Sure, Stacey. I think one of the recurring themes that you'll hear is the focus in the market right now on liquidity management. All the companies that we are interacting with right now are mainly focused on cash preservation, trying to figure out how to maximize their cash position and enhance liquidity. There's really an acute focus on short-term cash forecasting, really monitoring the daily inflows and outflows of cash, trying to prioritize who to pay and when to pay them, and considering all other options that are out there to bolster their cash position, whether that's drawing down on revolving credit facilities or cost-cutting or trying to figure out how to access government programs, other support features that have recently come to light. It's really the key focus right now, and I think that that is also resulting in a focus on people's credit facilities and their other debt obligations trying to understand how they sit with respect to compliance with financial covenants, how they sit with respect to the holders of other debt obligations, and addressing those creditor constituencies and trying to figure out how to navigate through this near-term liquidity crisis and get through to the other side. I think what I would add to that is once you get to the point where you have a little bit better of a sense of cash, liquidity, everything that Ford just discussed, what we recommend then is, okay, well, look at this new normal. And it doesn't really matter if your company was performing really well two months ago. The reality is there's going to be some effects with what every company is frankly going through, looking from home and being out in front of customers and prospects. What we're recommending too is just being a little bit more proactive with looking at your covenant model, 
flowing through your projections on the new liquidity and could be areas of problems and going out and talking to your capital providers. And that's really where I spent a lot of time the last two weeks as well is since I'm out raising capital for companies, talking to senior, junior capital and minority equity players, really understanding who's open for business. And what that comes down to is similar to what Ford said we're doing, talking to to companies. It's who has that liquidity and who has money to lend. And it's surprising because a lot of funds that you think might really have that amount of capital and they're ready to really attack the market, they may be having portfolio issues or if they're a levered fund or if they're dependent on the public markets, they could just be having internal issues with covenants and they could actually be having liquidity issues. But there's certainly a lot of groups out there that are either unlevered funds or they just haven't been overly aggressive or frankly just losing out on cheaper types of capital. And some of these groups are really looking at this opportunity to really take advantage and to put money to work. Part of what we're doing is really positioning our clients and future clients to really come up with capital providers that legitimately have money and to get deals done, which certainly isn't going to be easy in this environment. From a manufacturer's perspective, there's just all this scenario planning that is taking place. I mean, will your volume come back at the level that it was? If it doesn't come back, what does that mean for your manufacturing? And then what about your supply base and the impact of that? You have strong suppliers who have a strong balance sheet, and then you have suppliers that may not be able to weather the storm. So that injects a whole nother level of variability into the process. So just a lot of uncertainty in the manufacturing world about what really is the new norm and what's it going to look like and how do I react to it? Well, as situations continue to unfold, we're seeing some immediate and longer-term challenges as a result of COVID-19. And I'm curious how you're seeing people and organizations respond to those challenges during this time. Once companies are beginning to get a feel for what their liquidity outlook is and how much runway that they have to get through this difficult time, then they're turning their attention to, okay, you know, now what strategic alternatives should I be thinking about? Should I be dealing with restructuring my balance sheet? Do I have sufficient liquidity to fund and service my debt, or do I need to restructure the balance sheet to better fit my long-term operations? As Mike alluded to earlier, there's a lot of conversation around raising additional capital and where might that money come from. And companies are also giving some thought to M&A considerations. You know, one way to further bolster liquidity is to sell non-core assets or non-core divisions. Some of the challenges with M&A in this environment is just the timeline. It can take many, many months to conduct a traditional M&A process, but in a distressed environment such as this one, there's strategies that companies can take to accelerate that process and perhaps involve some special situations investors, folks that really specialize in quickly performing due diligence and quickly funding deals. I think that's, in a nutshell, the focus is going to quickly turn to evaluation of these strategic alternatives. I think the one thing that I would add with respect to what companies are really looking at, strategic alternatives, the CARES Act that I know a lot of banks that are directly affected, and really what the genesis is as far as alternatives where companies can seek for this liquidity that, that we're talking about. 
there's a few government programs, you know, one in particular is called the Paycheck Protection Program, where certainly the government wants to try to have companies keep their employees employed as long as possible. And there's different programs through the existing lenders that they are working with where the government fully guarantees loans up to, I think it's two and a half times their monthly salary expenses or 10 million, whatever the rate is. There's different options where those lenders can actually, you know, provide those loans and it's very low interest. It's for 10 years. So really just for companies to utilize that to keep folks employed, because obviously I think workforce, I mean, sometimes unfortunately there's situations where you're cutting measures once you get into that distressed workout scenario. But ahead of that, obviously we're trying to keep, you know, everyone informed on what's going on and keeping people employed in some of these programs, I think will certainly go a long way and help some of these companies out in the next couple of months, which hopefully by then things will start clearing up with respect to working from home and just going about our normal daily work lives. From a manufacturing perspective, very similar to what Ford and Michael are saying, it's a how do you strengthen up your operations? Because the old adage of the strong will survive, it does boil down to that. I mean, having that strong balance sheet, having those efficient manufacturing operations, with all the uncertainty of not knowing what that new norm is, the best way to focus is to focus on how do you make your operations, how do you make your balance sheet stronger than what it was, and then that better prepares you to be able to respond once you identify what that new normal is. I like that, Keith. You saying the best way to focus is how to focus on building in that strength. And so I'm going to pitch this next question out for whomever might want to weigh in. What are some of the outcomes that you're seeing in the marketplace? I think it'll take a while for some of these strategic alternatives to play out. Like we're still in the early innings of companies addressing the liquidity crisis, figuring out how best to address their debt load or how best to pursue a private M&A process. It may take a while. In any event, while this whole process is going to be challenging and businesses are going to struggle through it if it's uncharted territory for them, they will come out stronger on the other side. We've seen this in prior distress cycles. And businesses are going to be recapitalized. They're going to have stronger balance sheets. They're going to have new debt structures and or equity partners. So I think what we'll see is a positive outcome out of all this. It just may take some time to play out. Yeah, the only thing I think I would add to that is Ford said it's obviously way too early to understand what the outcomes are. But I think in the last week or so, the companies and the phone calls that we've had with businesses that are being proactive with, you know, the notion that cash is king and really understanding the liquidity and everything Ford said with respect to cash flows in and out. I think those are the businesses that won't be surprised or shocked a couple months down the road when if and when things go sideways, when earnings are released or, you know, certain customers are having issues or the like. Proactiveness with respect to liquidity will be key to affect hopefully a positive outcome for those companies. Truly, as we talked about, it's just that uncertainty. Are you ready to head for the airport once this thing is over, in quotes, and hop on a plane? Or are you going to see volumes drop in the aerospace industry, right? Are you ready to head out with uncertainty and buy a new car? Are you ready to... Go spend a weekend at a hotel. Are you ready to do those without knowing how people are going to react? Because there is this irrational behavior that sometimes takes place. That's why all the toilet paper was bought from the shelves. So not knowing what that rational and irrational behaviors are going to be 
manufacturers are trying to predict if it goes right or if it goes left, and that's a tough call to make. The three of you have given us an incredible amount to think about. We're curious to know if there are any tips that you'd like to offer our listeners. Are there any issues that they need to be thinking about or questions that they might want to start asking or even just the human element of all of this? I think the advice that we would give the companies that are trying to navigate through this difficult circumstance would be being proactive. I think taking action, being transparent, communicating openly, all of those things will help success. However you're defining that success or whatever type of a process you're trying to pursue, your counterparties, the lenders, your bondholders, your customers, landlords, People really appreciate transparency. Nobody likes surprises. Times like this result in a, a heavy burden on the management team who has a day job to run a company, and now they're dealing with all these extraneous factors and extraneous issues. So it's just really important for the management team to get the right resources around them, whether those are operational resources or legal resources or financial resources. Just surround yourself with a good team Try to be transparent, try to be proactive, and everything will work out favorably in the end. And obviously, management's going through a lot and trying to keep the company upright or to navigate the uncharted water, so to speak. But I think it's important for all these companies to realize, too, their staff and the rest of the employee force, the communications to them, what's going on. And I think now two weeks in, most companies have gotten to the point where let's make sure everyone's set up properly at home with respect to being able to work and Wi-Fi and all that good stuff. And it's obviously a whole new world. While our clients, the folks that we're talking to day to day, they're dealing with this in addition to trying to manage the certainty of the future. But, you know, we always remind them, don't forget to communicate with your teams and let them understand what's going on. And look, I think the work side put aside for a second. I mean, look, we're all at home, probably eating more than we should because to walk five feet to the kitchen or what have you. But don't lose sight on Hopefully this isn't going to last forever, but that also means you're probably not going to be able to ever really work for 30 days straight with your kids close by and spouses and your pets or what have you. So maybe try to enjoy that as much as possible. Thankfully, knowing that that's probably not going to be a permanent situation, but just try to enjoy yourself as much as possible as well. The same boat working from home and trying to help our clients. I think it's a time of self-reflection. I think if you're a manufacturer, you have to look hard at yourself to say, how can I be better at what I do? From an efficiency standpoint, from a employee standpoint, from every aspect of manufacturing up and down, take the time to reflect, how can I get better, stronger, faster, and take that opportunity then to strategize accordingly. Because as I said before, I think when it all comes down and the new norm has been established, to Ford's point, it will be a better place but it will be made up of the strong and therefore get stronger. I like that. Ford, Mike, and Keith, thank you for being here today. You have provided our listeners with a wealth of good information on how to navigate these near-term challenges to ensure long-term success. Things that stood out from what you said are about being proactive and taking action, being transparent, communicating openly, focus on building that strength, as Keith just mentioned, and the importance of that self-reflection. And to our listeners, thank you so much for joining us. We'll look forward to bringing you other insights from our KPMG advisors in the next edition of What Now, What Next. 
And in the meantime, you can check out the other podcasts in our series at visit.kpmg.us slash COVID-19. Thank you.